0: Ulysses 247 Real Talk This is your host Julian Perry And for this episode I'll have an entertaining guest Who's a filmmaker And we will be discussing Something that's current but maybe controversial Does cannabis have a place in our society? We'll be right back Jeremy Nori, good evening. Welcome to the show. Welcome to 247 Real Talk. Thank you for being here at this late 11 p.m. hour on the East Coast in the United States.
1: No problem. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: It's my pleasure to have you. So 247 Real Talk is exactly what that is. It's a podcast that that has no boundaries when it comes to real-life stories, real-life situations, uh, real-life issues, Um. That people face in our society daily. We pull no punches. It is what it is. And this is a first of its kind. I feel quite um, eager to get the conversation started and to hear what my audience feedback will be when it airs. And that is cannabis and does it have a place in our society? Now, I let my audience know before I ask you to introduce yourself that you're a filmmaker and you've made a couple of films on this exact subject. So go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience.
1: Sure. My name is Jeremy Nori. I am a director and producer of independent documentary films. Um, You can watch them on Amazon or on uh, Fox's streaming platform. It's called Tubi TV. And you can watch some of them on Pluto TV and other places. Um, And we've done all kinds of different topics from cannabis to UFOs, to
0: mindfulness and all kinds of things. So Okay. So let's that's let's get right into cannabis. Now one of the reasons I was intrigued when I had the opportunity to have you as a guest is because it is something that as of as of recent that has become um almost a political tool in some sense it is something that has been around with some controversy for a while it is something that has um the 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 or there's some understanding that it has some kind of medicinal purposes there's also some understanding that there is a an ability to um use it in a manner that's detrimental so you made a film on this and obviously you had to have researched this, you know, uh, to a large extent. So tell us your position on cannabis and its role or it's, it's, it's does it, or does it not have a place in society? And if so, where do you think that's, that space is?
1: Certainly. Uh, so I, I, I actually, previous to being a filmmaker, I was in the cannabis industry in a variety of different ways. So, I've had a large exposure to all the different kinds of possibilities with the plant, and uh i I suppose if you're looking at it from the the broad perspective of does it even have a place in society, that opens up a bigger question to like well what what also has a place in society and so we've kind of we've kind of decided here it, it's not always true in in every uh every place in the world some places have very different laws than we have here in America. But in America, we have things like drinking and smoking cigarettes. And uh, I think that cannabis kind of falls in line with that. It's a little bit more intoxicating than smoking a cigarette. It's a little bit less intoxicating than um, drinking can be. So I think it really falls in the middle there just recreationally for anyone. But like you said, uh, it is a very rare plant in that it provides all kinds of things for uh people and medicinally is a is a broad term of of describing a lot of the things that it provides but it's it also just uh, from a hemp perspective it provides all kinds of nutrition it's one of the leading uh uh efa um it has all kinds of uh fatty acids that are really wonderful i'm read a study once that said you could literally be on an island and only have hemp and be able to survive just from eating that plant because it provided all the nutrients that you would really require in life. That's just as a plant. From a medicinal standpoint, we're seeing all kinds of benefits from it. So one of the things kind of early on, you would hear about anecdotal stuff about cannabis being helpful for people that had cancer. And uh, we still don't fully understand how that could be uh, applied, but we know a lot more now. And for a while, I think people just kind of thought it was a therapeutic thing that maybe you would smoke pot, you'd feel good enough to, to eat or get through your chemotherapy or something like that. But it actually is more comprehensive than that. Cannabis, when they're applying it just in like a petri dish type of situation, it causes cancer cells to eat themselves. So it literally cures cancer. And now the, the problem is, okay, well, how do we get this applied to people? And can we kind of break it down in a more precise way of like what specific chemicals in cannabis are causing this reaction. And, and uh, th- that's just for cancer. Uh, there's all kinds of benefits. So in, in our films, what we were focusing on was the application of cannabis a- and cancer. And, and so for people that are suffering from that, there can be all kinds of benefits. It's not necessarily going to be a cure, but for some people, it, it has them. And we had some pretty powerful stories in our films about that,
0: okay, so let's pause there let me let me uh go over a bit of what we what you've said thus far and let me start sure, it by sure. saying uh, uh keep in mind that many people in my audience, including myself um will be coming from a place that our perspective that when we first heard about cannabis, it was um, we were exposed to it as something very negative um I'm not sure what you know what truths are in that the, the perspective that that i no one have um or had um and I say that because um, you know on this podcast because we speak true to life you know we're always Absorbing the perspective of someone else and the knowledge of someone else and understanding that um everyone can be wrong about something um so growing up as a kid, I always heard it you know associated with a, a certain type of um, culture um that it <laughs> that it fried ba- sure. that it fried brain cells that uh <laughs> That people, you know, who who used it were, you know, and you have to understand too. That's not just from the perspective of of your immediate home, but also because society saw it that way. I mean, we still have, as you said, here in America, we, you know, the the laws have of um you know have begun to to relax a little bit, so to speak, but. It is it is still, I think, in many states, uh something that in your possession you can be arrested for. So there's a legal aspect to it. Yeah, absolutely. So growing up when you hear that, when you don't hear you know what the advancements in, in, in uh research are now exposing us to, you you know, or we didn't hear back then. We heard it basically it's Ill- it's an illegal drug, and if you got caught with it, you're going to jail. Okay. Sure, and then sure. What made that worse, and I and I and I'm, and I'm 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 kind of bringing this information up because as we get deeper into the conversation, I think that you know there'll be some lines that are blurred because you know here is something that one side is saying, look, you know, and, I, and I'll get to your your comment about cancer in a moment, but one side is saying this thing can be something you've had in your possession all this time that can be the answer to some, you know. So major illnesses that we otherwise have unbe- have not been able to solve, or, sure. or, or mm-hmm. and then you have people on the other hand who get cannabis in large amounts and they trade it as a drug, and there's monetary you know profits and you know gains to be made where it's it it kind of falls into the category in enough bulk as any as, as as someone who was you know dealing cocaine or or crack or heroin or anything else and i'm talking about you know the the perspective that that society has of it you know in its majority or at least uh, uh, until recently in its majority so sure sure when you say things like it, 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 it you know if they've found that it actually causes cancer cells to eat themselves and, and cure cancer. Um, two things come to mind. One is, well, the first thing that comes to mind is, well, if this is the case, then why are, why are people dropping every day or dying from cancer? And I know there's two answers to that. And the first one would be, well, if, if the solution or if the cure to cancer is actually that simple, then there's going to be resistance from every corner of the, of the the drug industry um because there's you know, no there's no profit in freeness
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and then there's the other question is and i and I, you know i've known people who have died from cancer, and, and unfortunately i know people who are struggling with it right now and 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 losing the battle so far um what are we saying to those people that if they got their hands on cannabis and they used it. And I'm not sure when I say use, I use that term loosely cause I'm not sure in what form right. you're referring to. Um, that, that the battle Could that every, every, every single drug and every single medical professional has been trying to help them to overcome and failing can be overcome.
1: Well, <laughs> um, I, you know, if you're, if uh, I'm ready to answer some of these questions for you, Go you know, ahead. I've been, uh, I've, I've been growing up with this for a long time and kind of the earlier stages of, uh, how cannabis was viewed. We refer to that as the reefer madness time, the famous film that was made back in those days. And it was made by Harry Anslinger, if you know who that is. And, um, there, there was, um, a huge movement to kind of demonize cannabis, uh, which had a rich history. It was even used medicinally prior to that. Um, But they saw it as this, uh, this drug, the Mexicans were using it. Um, The black people were using it. And they did not like that. And um, they wanted to kind of demonize this drug, make it illegal. And they used a Mexican Term for not even cannabis for a t- tobacco plant, and they called it marijuana and uh, that was the the bad drug, and there was a lot of demonizing marijuana that went on like for example, you said that uh it was said to um gosh what what was the term like burn away brain cells or you know like like kind of make you your brain fried. Right. and that kind of thing well now we know cannabis is one of the few things that actually makes your brain grow so <laughs> uh and that is easily researched by mainstream science that is not pseudo cannabis science so you can find very non-cannabis related scientists talking about this as a fact so There's all kinds of things that that were were talked about about cannabis. And and I will also say that a lot of the people that used and were gravitated towards cannabis were kind of outlaw type people that, you know, they maybe they didn't only use cannabis. Maybe they did other things, too. And it would be easy to see how um, it got kind of associated with a, a negative kind of bad thing for a long time. And only till recently, with places like Israel that have opened up testing for cannabis, and we actually have a university in Mississippi that does testing on cannabis, uh, that has started to open up the, the research and, and find out some of these things that are really positive, wonderful things about it. And, and also kind of expose some of those negative things that were stereotypical, that didn't turn out to be true. And, um, you know, there's there's going to be positive and negative with everything. You know, peanuts are a wonderful thing, but for some people, death, right? So cannabis can be that way in, in some ways. You know, for for some people, they don't really have a, they could de- develop a negative relationship with it in some ways. And that can be true for, you know, eating hamburgers. <laughs> uh, it, it's, a, it's a thing that I don't see a big problem with um, as far as the bad things that could be potentially coming from it. Now that we're able to do a lot of the research. And so overcoming this stereotype is, is a common theme as you're moving through, you know, different places. Like you said, certain places have almost a no-tolerance policy still on cannabis. They don't believe any of this cannabis medicine stuff. And, uh, you know, law enforcement is another thing. Even here in California, when we were having very promising law changes, the actual authorities that were prosecuting and, like, enforcing these laws did not believe in the changes that were going forward. So there was a period of time where you're really fighting against the grain and and it's very difficult for people. So, I totally understand a lot of the concerns that you have and and um I'd be happy to answer more of those if if uh, you do have more of those.
0: Well, the thing about it is, so I think that we're I can imagine the questions that will come in from my audience. And or are the, or the in this case maybe not questions but maybe comments, um, first of all, it is still illegal in, in many states, um, and even the states that, some states have relaxed it a little bit, some states have, have made it legal, and even the places where it's legal, it's sort of uh, controlled, meaning it's, you know, there's someone who has a shop, and they have, um they have to get a license, and they're, only X amount of of shops allowed in, you know, however they zone it, and so I mean the question, the the the, the obvious questions are, people again, I'll, I'll go back to and I'll I'll, I'll take them a little slow this time so we can get into depth with them for my audience. Um, let's take it straight to again cancer. That is mm-hmm. is the. Scourge of our society you know, it, is, it is something that's ruining lives It is something that's causing pain To loved ones people, You know, daily And You know, the way that What you said earlier about It, it, it causing cancer cells To eat can, you know, eat other cells And basically cure I, You know, if, if that is If that is true And that would be the first question why isn't everybody so, running out and just smoking you know, cannabis right. or taking it in whatever form and, and, and going Obvious. home healthy?
1: Obvious question, right? So, so here's the deal. This is something that's happening on a study basis. So this is happening not inside the body, but inside a Petri dish where they are studying how cannabis can be you know, uh, used against cancer. And so there, you can look it up. There's many articles about this, and there have been a a number of studies that have kind of demonstrated this happening. The problem is, how do we get this to happen in the body, right? So the current method that people are doing is, uh, and there's a lot of misconceptions about how cannabis could be used. A lot of people think maybe smoking cannabis is the way that you would medicinally take cannabis in order to battle some of these diseases. That's going to be a very ineffective way of battling diseases other than maybe like the therapeutic stuff we were talking about before, like stimulating appetite, making you feel good enough to go to sleep, those kind of things. When you were talking about literal cannabis interacting with cancer in a way that it like reduces your tumors or that kind of thing, we're talking about massive doses ingested, like eaten. And so that therein lies the problem. So you're hoping that the body is distributing this in an efficient way to the areas that need it. And so far, this is not the most efficient way of battling a lot of these cancers. And what you find is some people are able to ingest these large amounts and get to the point where they can ingest these large amounts and still be able to like get through their day and some people really struggle with it they might never get to the point where they're ingesting enough to really battle these diseases and we want to get to a point where the cannabis can be applied in a more effective way so in our film, for example, we have an ER doctor. She is a legitimate doctor. She's working in the emergency room at, in uh, Los Angeles. You know, this is a serious, serious uh, doctor. This is not somebody that is like some sort of therapist or, or has, a, um, you know, a, a license and is like a doctor of some kind. No, this is somebody working in the emergency room. OK, so she had a parent that was suffering and the doctor told them you should use cancer and that was it and she saw this big problem that lies in the understanding of the medical professionals that are supposed to be dealing with these medical problems and their knowledge of how cannabis could be useful for these problems and there is currently i mean we've had 20 plus years of medical cannabis in california there's currently no requirement for doctors to have any sort of education on cannabis or anything at all about the endocannabinoid system, which now some people are starting to just generally know about because it is such an amazing part of every human being. And we're starting to understand how that kind of interacts with our lives, just in general with uh, phytocannabinoids and with the endocannabinoids. So, this system is something that doctors should be required to learn about. They are not required to learn about it yet. And so we want to see these big changes for the people that are the most educated to learn the most factual science that we have up to date. And And let's just start there where they can start kind of telling you, yes, you should use cannabis and here's how you should use cannabis and here's what kind of cannabis you should be using. So that people aren't just left to try and figure it out recreationally, and they're buying, you know, things that maybe are full of sugar and other bad stuff that might not be the best thing for somebody in a medical need to be ingesting, and and so uh, all of these things are huge, huge problems, and, and absolutely, cannabis curing cancer is a real thing, but how? Can we apply this and and how does it cure cannabis? We don't know exactly how that is yet. And part of the problem with that also is that cannabis is a schedule one drug still in the United States. Schedule one means no medicinal benefit. Now, even somebody that is anti-cannabis could acknowledge that cannabis has some sort of medicinal benefit, at least in stimulating appetite right? There's almost no drugs that do that. So can we at least stop pretending that cannabis has no medicinal value and change it so that we can open up the testing on cannabis? And and it's not schedule one, super difficult to test and do all these like experiments with and see what the benefits could be. Let's open it up. Let's not require hire all of our knowledge to come for blazes like Israel, you know, let's, let's really put some effort into this because so, I think it's really a, a wonderful thing.
0: All right. So a couple of things come to mind. The first one I want to um, make a statement about, which I think is very important in line with what you're saying is that much like, plants and herbs that are the source of many other medications in the world uh cannabis from that perspective is another source and i think if someone looks at it as a as as you know if if you look at other medications and recognize their origin then that con- that takes the conversation to me in a more constructive you know way um it has to obviously overcome a lot of hurdles, and I think those hurdles, as you've mentioned, to a certain extent. Number one is the fact that it, you know people who use it in the form of of smoking or whatever it gives them a high. Um, people have talked about when they use it, it takes away certain pain and certain. And I don't, I don't, I don't know that we are in a place where there's so many people against. Uh, the ideology that it it does have you know it uh, it, ha- it does have medicinal um benefits because i think state by state you know uh, new york being one of those i think is trying to get it if it hasn't already uh, legalizing it um i think new jersey did or is about to and i think there are a lot of other states like that so um but you know the the, the fact that there are other drugs that people use for illnesses that, again, are extracts from some other type of plant um, that cannot be used otherwise, like cannabis, allowed those, that research and, and those um, medicines to go forward. I think that the, the, the hurdles that cannabis has to overcome in terms of the other ways it's used in society is it, they're 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 big hurdles, okay? Um, people, as you know, would smoke uh, cannabis and get high and and do things, do illegal things, um, and so I you know it it is it is a thin line. I I would not be one of the people who would say, you know, oh, well, it's a bad thing in the sense that from what I what I've heard about it, um. And what I understand about medicine and the fact that you know there are many people from many parts of the earth who have found um, cures or medicines for certain illnesses from plants, that it is not far fetched at all that you know somewhere in the near future we could find out that cannabis is, you know, is has a way of of of, a, of helping or curing one of the the biggest uh, reasons for death in our society today, or or one of them, you know, cancer being um, something that I think I've come to the point where I'm hearing about it every day in the different forms. There's types of cancers now that I'm hearing that um, I never heard of before. Um, And I'm particularly interested in this, and, 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 and let me preface this by saying, personally, I've never um, tried it. I've never used it. I've never. It's not part of who I am. Sure. Um, and also, you know, I can understand people having moral and ethical issues with it. But I'm that open-minded, and I'll tell you a personal story real quick. And that is, um, I had a neighbor, um, who well, I would hear come home every day. Very nice lady. And sometime around late December before Christmas, I heard her coming home. And she had, she had a little disability and she used a cart so you could hear the cart. And then I, uh, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, I saw her dog and I asked her, how's your mom? And she said she died. And I said, what do you mean she died? just heard her the other day. And she basically said, yeah, well, she went to the doctor, whatever was wrong, she found out in November that she had cancer and in December she was dead. And, wow. And she was, prior to dying, I I have to have had heard her probably coming home, walking probably a week before she died or, or or maybe a little bit, you know, not much more than that. And so sure. it, it, I think that is part of my open-mindedness. That is one of the reasons why, um, I I wanted to have this episode, and I know, right, based on my audience, that I'm that I'm that it will be a controversial episode because some of my audience will say, well, you know, we listen to two four seven real talk, and you talk about people who are challenged with homicide and suicide and mental illness, and you know, where does cannabis fit in? Why would you do that episode? But my answer it to that would be to all
1: those things actually.
0: <laughs> right. Well, my answer would be first of all it's real talk, so get over it. <laughs> but secondly, I think that that most recent experience, you know, when I understand that uh-huh. to, it's almost like grasping at straws. Anything that someone says to me now has the possibility and you know of 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 getting to a place where it can cure cancer to me is worth opening your mind about because I'm tired of funerals for people who are walking around, you know, great one day and gone the next, not because of, you know, a heart attack or something like that, but something like cancer that they, that they don't feel well and then they find out about it. And I said, you know, she, in less than 30 days, she went from, I don't feel too well to she's gone. And yeah, that's a tragedy. Yeah. And, and then I had a, you know, the, prior to that, maybe two months prior to that. So let's say maybe October of last year, someone else I, I knew um and she actually, I was, I was very impressed by her she beat stage four cancer four times. It took her on the fifth time. Wow. And, you know, and and I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of, you know, I've I've got some very personal feelings about these things because we, you know, there's so many, everywhere you turn, there's people asking for donations, for money, for cancer research. And, and you know, I have a lot of respect for the medical, you know, medical profession. But I also think that, if if there is any possibility here that there's something that we can extract from this cannabis that that gets that 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 sure. saves lives, that stops the pain and the suffering, then it needs to be done and given the same effort and 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 uh, monetary support as all other research.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know what you're talking about is is. Um, modern-day problems, right? You know, it seems like prior to our food changing and to our lifestyle changing as human beings, we probably didn't experience a lot of these diseases quite as much as we experience them now with our modern lives. And, uh, you know, of course, changing your lifestyle isn't an option for for a lot of people, but um, for some people, it is something kind of you know, it's an after effect. It's, it's something that you didn't even realize was happening and now you want to try it and, and change that. In the event of your friend that um, or your neighbor that, uh, you know, one month they didn't know they had cancer, found out, and then, you know, a month or so later they were already passing. I don't know that even cannabis could have saved somebody in a situation that dire. But uh, what we've seen in our films, are kind of people who who have gone the traditional approach they went to their doctors they did chemotherapy they tried to cure their cancer the modern day way and they just continuously ran into walls whatever their different treatments were they didn't work or maybe some of them worked for a little while but then it ultimately didn't work and and so now what we're seeing is uh, that You know, some of these people, like you said, they're grasping at straws. They're thinking, well, what what else can I do that could maybe save my life? And some of those people were able to find, uh, like the individuals that were in featured in our film, and those people are some of the people we would encounter in the cannabis industry, and and I like to refer to them as healers. They're people who they are like you. They you know, seen too many people struggle with this and and hurt. And they got to a point where they just tried to give their medicine away for free to these people to just try and help people. And that were those stories were so super compelling to me that when I first had the opportunity of making films, those were the first films that I made. So cannabis versus cancer is the very first one. And we had three really wonderful stories. There's a young lady in that story that it was basically the doctors told her she was going to die, you know, that there was nothing they could do for her. And that was it. And, you know, she did this cannabis therapy and it changed her life. Now, some, some things, you know, it's hard to say right now, if it was the cannabis or if it's, you know, the positive thinking, that what you're doing is working and somehow that placebo type of effect causes your body to stimulate whatever it needed to stimulate to cure this problem. Or, you know, it could be that all the stuff that she had done prior eventually had some sort of uh, effect long-term, like that, it didn't happen when it, she was going through it, but somehow it ultimately ended up working somehow. Uh, any of those could be the possibility, but what we've seen a lot in cannabis is that people who ingest these mass amounts have miraculous recoveries where nobody can explain it, including the doctors so that these people go to their doctors and they're like, look, here's the situation. The doctors are like dumbfounded. They can't, they'd like have to go back and check their stuff and they just can't accept that what has happened has happened from this. And um, you know, I think that the important takeaway is kind of what you had to say about it is that it it really, it shouldn't be your last choice. It shouldn't be some sort of risking your life situation. Some of these people are in states where it's completely illegal. They have to drive to some legal state and buy it and then illegally cross the border and like smuggle it into their like child or whoever is their loved one that needs this. This is a terrible situation, you know? And uh, it really needs to be open to the point where at least these people that need it can do it. The harm that, yeah, sure, there's going to be kids that use it and, you know, they get stoned and they crash their car or whatever. You know, there's people that drink that do that. There's people that get medicine from their doctor that do that. You know, we're at a point as humans where... You know, we make these things illegal. It's illegal to drink and drive. It's illegal to take your prescription medicine and drive or operate heavy machinery or a variety of other things. And that's kind of how cannabis needs to be treated. You know, we're going to trust you in, in this sense to be responsible. You know, I think we need to approach these kind of things from an education perspective rather than a criminal perspective where, you know, we're going to put you in jail and that's supposed to cure the problem. No, you're going to get out of jail and you're going to go immediately back to this. Let's try and educate people and, and let's try and do this in a better way. Because some people, if they just have the education, maybe they wouldn't want to do some of the things they were doing. And or maybe they could use it in a better way or help somebody else use it in a better way.
0: Okay, so as I think about this and... uh how do we one of the one of the, 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 the few uh questions I have left for you is how do we what what is the the forecast or what are scientists saying the forecast is now from petri dish to something um acceptably viable
1: so so what you're seeing right now, we don't have a lot um as as far as cancer is concerned, still currently the way that you would battle cancers by taking what commonly is referred to as RSO, Rick Simpson oil. But essentially what it is, is just a huge dose of all of the cannabinoids that are contained in the plant. And what you're seeing research wise is there's a lot of breaking down what different chemicals are in the plant. Those are Just the broad term for that is cannabinoids. So the commonly known one is THC. Everybody kind of knows that one. That's the one that's illegal. And then there's other uh, cannabinoids that are becoming popular right now. One of the very popular ones is called CBD. And so that has a lot of therapeutic uh, applications. And we're starting to learn a lot more about what chemicals do what in the plant. There's a chemical called CBG, there's a chemical called CBN, and there's all kinds of different acids. So there's THC, but then there's also THCA, and there's CBD, but then there's also CBDA. So as we break down these chemicals and we start to kind of isolate them and learn how they work together or how they work alone or how they don't work alone. All of those things are positive. And as we get further in the research, I think what will ultimately break down is kind of a a best case scenario for different kinds of cancer. Because certain cancers might respond to a high CBD ratio with a low THC ratio. But other kinds of cancer, most cancer. Respond to a high THC with a very low CBD ratio. So, as we kind of learn how this stuff works, and, and doctors aren't just dismissing this as, as pseudoscience, you know, and we need, you know, more research. We, we need a greater understanding, not just from the individuals who want to accept it, but from the professionals who are theoretically going to prescribe it.
0: Okay. So, what is so? I guess they're asking about any um, projected timeline would, would not be a, um, a useful question because with no. Well, what near I that. could
1: say is uh, the Biden administration has said a lot of promising things about lifting federal cannabis uh, illegality, you know, and legalizing cannabis on a countrywide, the entire United States level, rather than allowing states to kind of do what's similar to how the vaccine and how the lockdown and all this stuff has gone, where states are just kind of making their own laws up. That's how cannabis has been treated. And what we need kind of is a more broad legalization, and that will open up the research Angle. And that's really the main advantage of all of this. Of course, the reason that they want to open it up is financial because they want to open up banking. But uh, all of that is going to be positive medicinally because we have cannabis crusaders who have uh, personal experiences and are driven to trying to kind of further this research and figure these things out and help people.
0: Okay. So, before we, we wrap this up, tell us again about your films and where people can uh, view them. And uh. Absolutely.
1: So uh, right now we have a couple of our films available on Tubi TV. We have a film called About Cannabis and Cancer. That was our second film. And that highlights a person named Eddie. And he has a variety of personal stories in that film. They're not all success stories. And uh, not all of them are cancer stories. There's uh, somebody in there that has uh, some other diseases that uh, they're using the cancer to kind of combat. And you would never believe the the story that that uh, she tells. And uh, we also have a short film that is on 2B TV called Cannabis and Your Doctor. And that is just a focus from our ER doctor that was featured in our other films. And. We asked her a variety of questions, and she just kind of gives her full-on perspective. And then she talks a little bit about her program. She has her own program where she is uh, teaching other doctors about the endocannabinoid system and other uh, cannabis research and knowledge. And they can actually earn legitimate credit for their medical degree. So that's a wonderful program, and I, I wish her all the best of luck with that then our other film cannabis versus cancer is available on amazon right now so if you have amazon prime shipping you get all of our films for free pretty much and uh if you entered my name into imdb.com you'll just get a list of all my films so whatever subject may interest you, <laughs> you can kind of check all of those out for free on uh prime. And quite a lot of them are also on 2B TV and uh, our UFO ones are on Pluto TV. And our films go all over the place on uh, uh, lots of smaller streaming sites and stuff like that. You could probably just search the name if uh, whatever site you're using uh, might have it, you know, give it a try.
0: Okay. So I'm, I'm going to give you a final word. Um, or ask you for a final word and leave, leave me, leave my audience with your final thought on cannabis, where it is and where it's going.
1: I've got a juicy one for you. So I uh, have a deep history in cannabis and what I've seen is coming from cannabis being totally illegal in all of the States in the United States, uh, to now what we have is more than half have medical laws and some have recreational laws. So as I see the recreational laws coming to play, I am very concerned that we haven't done enough to solidify the medical cannabis laws. and. We are about to do a film on psychedelic medicine. And I see the same parallel happening with the psychedelic medicine uh, industry, shall we say. And what I'd hate to see is all of the states, some of the states, whatever, you know, here in California, this is already happening, kind of skipping medical cannabis and getting the doctors on board and really. Solidifying that research and that whole, the whole purpose that we're even dealing with legal cannabis is because of the medical aspect. So we really need to get that solidified for the people who need it before we skip over and move on to recreational, all these fancy packaging, Willy Wonka looking chocolate bars or candies and all these other products that have these substances in them that we're using recreationally and we're all having a fun, good time. Meanwhile, these poor people that need this medicine are struggling. I'd really love to see a big change from society to really, really accept the medical aspects of these things and get that therapy ironed out and solidified before we move on to medic- to, to recreational
0: great great that is, that is a great final word i think uh anyone who identifies with or, or understands that there is a medicinal benefit anyone who is tired of people you know dying of cancer and other things that can be cured would be open minded enough to at least have you know, legitimate researchers uh, you know verify validate and maybe you know and ultimately find something that Gets rid of of this cancer on our on our society, so to speak. Um, Absolutely. I want to thank you so much for being a guest on Two Four Seven Real Talk. Um, it's you know it's, it's it you were very entertaining guest, and I would actually hope that maybe you'll come back another time and we'll talk about another one of your films, something you know, different subject, because it sounds like you've done Anytime. a few. Yeah. And yeah, feel free
1: to check out my films and you can ask me anything.
0: That's great. So, you heard that, my audience, that Jeremy will be back to talk about. I heard him he mention some of UFOs. So, maybe sure. <laughs> real, real Talk will have a, a, a real conversation, you know, and, and add a little flavor into uh, a bit of lightheartedness into the serious uh, topics that, that I deal absolutely. with. All of my
1: films are very serious, you know, like they take a very serious approach. A lot of them have like a theme of overcoming adversity, but even the UFO and Bigfoot stuff, I'm being serious about the topics as as lighthearted as those topics are.
0: Well, great. Great. So my audience hopefully will get a chance to find that out. Thank you again so much, Jeremy, for being on the show.
1: Sure. Thank you.
0: I want to say a very special thank you to my guest, Mr. Jeremy Norrie, for having this discussion as entertaining, as knowledgeable it is about something that could certainly turn out to be very beneficial to us as humans. It is a time and a place for everything, and maybe the time is now. I also want to give a shout out and thank you to my supporters, reminding you that I'm appreciative of everything you do and everything you do to support this podcast. Also reminding you that you can listen to this episode and any episode you like on your favorite podcast app. You can also head over to the website at www.247realtalk.net where you can get more information on the guests and listen to the episodes. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you'd like to send me a message... You can do so by sending me an email at podcast at 247realtalk.net. That's podcast at 247realtalk.net. Until the next time, do take care of yourselves and each other.